welcome back to the Paths Back to You podcast, and I am your host, Dia. I decided on this particular topic for this episode because it is something that has plagued me since probably the moment I came into this world. Now, if you're someone who's super lighthearted and don't ever ball up your fist when somebody makes fun of you or when you come across a challenge, I am so happy for you. You have probably mastered a huge portion of the human experience. However, if you, like myself, have struggled with this particular shadow of taking things super seriously and becoming offended very easily or not being able to pull yourself out of a dark spiral then welcome to the club. (laughs) And may we all shed some light on this shadow together right here, right now. Let me preface by saying, as I do in almost all of my episodes, I am not here as your guide, but as a companion. The topics we talk about on this podcast are the ones that have challenged me the most. And today I read this comment on Instagram that said, turn your mess into your message. And it hit me immediately that this is how I operate in the sphere of personal growth and spirituality. It is because I've had to struggle and doggy paddle and found myself grasping for air so much and so often that it has led me down these paths of discovery and search and expansion. A path of remembering what I have or what we may have forgotten about ourselves. So I am here to turn my own mess that I am still currently dancing with every day into my message. We will walk together, stumble together, and get back up again together. And that is my commitment to you and to this podcast. So today we're talking about how to recognize if seriousness might be one of your shadows to shine some light on. And I will also be sharing some fun practices that we can utilize in our everyday interactions as well as with our thoughts. Because of course our thoughts are so powerful, let's not ever forget that. So we're not here to repress or put down our seriousness, but rather to catch it when it begins to lure us into the trap. And we will also find the gift of this shadow and see how to integrate it and evolve from it so that we can take this seriousness and turn it into its highest expression. Maybe you guys are not familiar with this thing called Gene Keys. If not, there is a way to get your own Gene Keys online for free. That's, it sounds kind of weird when I'm saying it, but it's Gene as in our genetic DNA, G-E-N-E, keys as in a set, a set of keys. So you can find it online. I think it's genekeys.com. So anyway, without going too much into depth, because there's a lot of good stuff and we'll probably need a whole other episode to cover it. Basically, Gene Keys showed me my life's work which is also supposed to be one of the gifts that I came to this life with. So for me personally, the highest expression of my life's work is universal love. It sounds really cool, but as we all know, we don't always or usually operate from our highest frequency or expression. And often we operate from the lower or the shadows of those gifts. So with this particular gene key, and also with every other gene key, there is a partner key, which represents the biggest challenge that comes with this work. So guess what? My biggest challenge to my life's work is being a victim of over-seriousness. So when I saw this information, I wasn't even shocked. 
I'd already long been able to see this shadow of mine. I witnessed my own seriousness for the last almost 30 years of my life. And now you guys may experience this also to a varying degree of taking things and taking yourself too seriously. So let's take a look at how this over-seriousness can show up in our lives. So for example, uh, if your ego gets super bruised when people make fun of you, um, this is me. Of course, I've gotten a little bit better over the years, but it's still really not easy for me to shake it off or just allow that to be. I take most everything very seriously, especially myself. And uh, if we take a look fundamentally at this quality, it really does have the potential to bring a lot of pain and discomfort. And the seriousness can also turn into catastrophizing situations, whether they're small or big. And it can also turn into this victimhood narratives. For example, I have the tendency to do this with people. If they do or say one thing that sits kind of funny with me, immediately I retreat to my programming of, oh, well, that's not my person, not my people. So I immediately close off my heart. That over-seriousness is also related to this feeling of needing to control. Control situations, control people in the way that they react and respond to you or think of you, and even controlling your own emotions and how you feel. It's this feeling of not being able to just let it go. Have you ever been super pissed or upset and somebody goes, oh, it's okay, just let it go. And that makes you even more pissed. (laughs) But then when later you're not in that bunched up tight space anymore, you can see that it is in fact good for us to just let it go because it doesn't feel good to clench, to hold on to grudges, to close our heart, to have resentment, or even to not be able to let a small joke go that might have offended you. But I know, I know exactly how hard it is. For me, it's been nearly impossible to practice just letting it go. But that's why we're here today. So over-seriousness can also show up as an inability to laugh or smile easily. I know this is going to sound crazy to some of you guys, but other of you might be able to relate to this. Is it hard for someone to get a laugh or smile out of you? One, I'm, I mean a genuine laugh in a smile, not a fake one. When I'm in a social setting or just one-on-one uh, situation, somebody cracks a joke. I'm usually the person going, oh, haha, that's funny. Very rarely do I find myself laughing easily or cracking up. Like that belly ache laugh that you just cannot stop. I usually laugh like this when I'm nervous or around only very specific people. And I started to notice that people who are constantly just chipper and happy would trigger me a lot. And I would think when I see those people in my head, I would think something must be wrong with them. Or they're just being super fake all the time. Because surely nobody can be this happy all the time. And while that statement is true, we cannot be happy all the time, I now know that those super happy people triggered me because I wanted that. I wanted it for myself and I was never really able to hold it in my own hands or feel it in my own heart. I've always found comfort in the melancholy, in the shadows, in the victimhood identity and narrative, but I decided that I don't want that anymore and maybe you don't either. It sounds super simple on paper, you know, doesn't everybody just want to feel happy and feel good? 
Of course, if somebody asked this question to anyone, we would say yes, hell yes. But so many of us function and operate in a way that really stops this from becoming our reality. One thing that is so important for personal growth or spirituality, whatever it is that you're looking for expansion and evolution with, is awareness. Catching ourselves, catching that voice that is the expression of our ego and definitely not our highest self or our soul or spirit. It is the humanness, a part of us that has learned how to navigate through this world without getting hurt, without feeling shame or pain or disappointment. Our ego thinks it's here to protect us, but what it really ends up doing is stopping us from living in our highest expression and operating from a place of true joy, of flow, abundance, and freedom. Oftentimes, despite its good intention, the ego can get in the way of or even be in the position to sabotage all of those good things that we want to feel, experience, and have. So the ego or our conscious mind that I talked about in my very first episode is the gatekeeper or the security guard or the manager, however you want to think it. And this gatekeeper, our conscious mind slash ego is here to organize our thoughts, make sense of our reality, suss out a weird situation, make decisions, and also protect us. But sometimes, as we experience our lives from when we were a child to adulthood, depending on your own very specific situation, but most of us began to develop these programmed ways and we started to solidify our perception and narratives in and about the world that we live in. And so now we have this gatekeeper standing guard. And every time something happens, we revert back to those programmed thoughts and behaviors. And before we know it, what was meant to protect us has now begun to keep even the good things away. Because most often we're operating, if we're operating from and with the ego, it's coming from a place of fear, trauma, pain, perhaps feeling of not enough, of lack, feeling inferior, maybe even powerlessness. And we have forgotten that the conscious mind or the gatekeeper is only a part of us. It's not the real deal. It's not the real power player sitting on the throne that is our highest self. So this is when we must begin to remember again and to bring more awareness into our daily experiences. So going back to seriousness as one of the things the gatekeeper does to keep us safe, but also keeping a lot of joy out of the castle. If you think about it, people who are actually working on security details, they wear the suit, the sunglasses, they generally look pretty stiff and serious because they have to be to keep whoever they're protecting safe. So I am here to say that seriousness has its time and place. Don't get me wrong. There are definitely many times in our lives when we need to take things very seriously, when it is in service to and for our best well-being. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about when seriousness shows up unnecessarily. So how else might seriousness show up for us? Maybe it's the clerk at the checkout line who might be having a bad day, but we don't know and maybe we didn't care to think about it. And they're acting rude towards us. We immediately take it personally and get irritated and upset like, what did I do to you? Or you might even feel sad and offended. This is a great moment to just step back and invite in some awareness. 
Ask ourselves, do they really have a problem with me? Should I really be getting so worked up right now? Maybe instead of getting so serious and caught up, can we find a little bit of space and compassion and allow whatever this person's energy or day just float on over our heads? And instead, can we return a little bit of kindness back to them? Many of us will think, well, they definitely don't deserve it. Sure, maybe not. But so what? Are you telling me that we don't have an extra smile or an extra ounce of kindness to spare? Do you know if the person they dealt with before you was perhaps horribly rude to them? What if we could just become more aware and instead of steeping and marinating in our seriousness and offendedness, what if we sent a little bit light and a little bit delight to this grumpy person? We have a tremendous power to turn this person's whole day around. And I know someone has exercised this power before for you. Someone has been that kind of person that turned your crappy day around. And when we exercise this power for somebody else, now that person will have the choice and a little extra love that they just got from you to use it for somebody else's day. So in this moment, instead of feeling or thinking like you'd be giving your power away if you're nice to them because somehow they won and you lost and that's why you want to be so serious, stern and upset, drop it, let it go and see where you can invite in some softness. And in this way, I think that we're actually stepping into and embracing and exercising our power. Is the power to change one person or perhaps 20 people's day from a frown to a smile not powerful? Seriousness can also show up when we get into arguments with people we care about. Sometimes those are the ones that affect and bother us the most. Maybe they made a comment about a thing or about us and immediately our inner child comes out to play and make a scene or we start to defend and plan for attack. This happens to me a lot. (laughs) When someone I care about says something or does something that upsets me, I become so serious. I immediately take on my victim identity. I cannot take any poke or any joke lightly. What happens next for me is I start spiraling. One little thing that gets me upset and then I start thinking about all the other 100 things that are wrong with me, with them, or with us. And when this happens to us, that's when we've given our power away. We're not bringing awareness to the table. But it's never too late to call in awareness. It's always available for us just right around the corner. Of course, it's going to be harder and harder the more emotional we become. When we get into our heads and our feelings, most often we're not really able to reel ourselves back in. It's kind of like now you've opened the floodgates to the dam and all hell is breaking loose. And it shows up in us like anger, like fear, sadness, sometimes like the end of the day gloom and doom. Nothing feels right anymore. Nothing will ever be right. I'm never going to be okay, etc., etc. And usually one person involved will probably get out of this storm faster. So sometimes this may be you and sometimes it may be the other person. Generally, one person in this conflict or this conversation will have left the bubble of seriousness and chosen the gift of delight, while the other person is still ruminating and clogging in the depth of suffering, so to speak. 
So you find that even when you or the other person is ready to make nice, someone might still be stuck in that hole and can't seem to dig their way out of it. I'm not gonna lie, this is usually me in most situations, <laughs> and I'm sure you have experienced this hole for yourself. But if you haven't, let me tell you, it does not feel good. What it feels like is if my spirit and my soul is ready to let it go. Just let it go and feel happy and joy and harmony and be good with the other person and love and have fun. You know, have an opportunity to turn this day all around. But my ego and my inner child is stuck in that programmed pain. It's almost like we want to keep feeling like the victim or feel the fuel of the anger, as if we demand more justice. Yet we're desperately asking for more love, and I think that when we're in that space. It's very hard for anybody to show up and love us, because they want love too. They want fairness too. When we close ourselves off and dig that hole to lie in, everybody loses. So let's take a look now at how we can invite awareness in more often and climb out of that seriousness. Going back to Gene Keys, we learned that the shadow of seriousness. Deep within that, actually contains the gift of delight. Every single shadow and challenge contains a precious, precious gift, and for seriousness, it is that of delight. Even the word delight sounds so delightful, and、uh, the highest expression of seriousness is ecstasy. That sounds really nice, doesn't it? <laughs> So I invite all of us into this playground that is life, and if seriousness is something that has plagued you, like it plagues me, let's see how we can find the gift of delight and vibrate more on the frequency of ecstasy. Or I want to change from ecstasy to ecstatic joy. Okay. So the next time someone says something to you and it doesn't sit right, think in your mind or say out loud. I am inviting awareness in now. Whatever it is they're saying or sending your way, don't catch it. Let it land. A lot of times we tense up and want to defend because irrationally, our ego makes us think that somehow their words will make us smaller, or it's gonna in some way endanger our identity that we've built up for ourselves. Instead of constricting in that moment of discomfort and getting ready to fight, just let their words land. Whatever it is they're saying that normally upsets you, and then check in with yourself: Did you actually become smaller? Are you any less yourself because of what they said? If you don't catch whatever is being thrown at you and try to throw it back right away, I think that we will all see. That in fact, when whatever was said landed, we didn't become any smaller or inferior or less than or less of ourselves because of what somebody said. It is only when we attach ourselves, emotion, energy, and our ego to what was being said that we become defensive and feel the need to attack. But in reality, nothing can be robbed from us in this way unless we allow it. We can retain our integral selves. We can remain in our power, and just let whatever it is wash over and and away. Imagine a soft dandelion, or even better, cherry blossom petals. The wind blows them onto you and all around you, and then it just keeps going. It won't stick on you or get in you 
or chip away at who you are unless you pick it up and grab onto it. Otherwise, it just floats right on. From here, we have a way better chance of not spiraling. We have a better chance to remain open. And the next sentence that comes out of your mouth might surprise you. Instead of angry or hurtful things, maybe we will ask a question instead. Maybe we'll show up with curiosity or even some compassion. We might ask, why do you feel or think this way of us and how can I show up better? And when we are able to soften and remain open, that charge and that fire, it just cannot stay alive. When we're being playful and taking a part in diffusing the tension, we now make it easier for the other person to show up softer too. If you're now thinking, why is it my responsibility to take this on? Why is it my responsibility to be the first one to soften? See it as it is your power. Instead of thinking it as a responsibility, it is actually a choice, a power to completely shift this whole experience and that power and choice is yours. There are other things that you can do physically to bring yourself out of seriousness. Has this ever happened to you? You're feeling down and super sad and for some reason, instead of just allowing this part of you, this feeling to naturally dissipate, you actually start putting on some super sad and depressing music, maybe angry music, which makes you feel a little bit more sad. I used to do this all the time when I was a teenager. And in hindsight, you're like, why in the world would somebody want to stay in that moment of darkness and suffering? It's strange, but we all do it sometimes. I think what happens is we really begin to find comfort in our programmed ways and conditions. It's almost like, you know, if loneliness or sadness was a friend. But obviously, if you really take a look, nobody wants those things as our best friends. And in any case, so physically, we can return and place our awareness into taking deeper inhales and longer exhales. I know it's hard sometimes when we're so caught up in our feelings, but it really does help. Anytime you're feeling stuck or anxious, even when you're just alone, see if you can notice. Are you taking meaningful breaths or are they actually very shallow and faint? I know I catch myself a lot. Um that I'm not breathing. Sometimes I'm sitting on my computer, I'm typing and I check in with myself and I'm literally having the worst shallow breath. So that's when I'll take longer breaths, more conscious breaths, and it does make me feel better. Um, You can try this by inhaling in for four counts. So inhale, one, two, three, four, and exhaling for eight counts. So exhale, taking a little bit longer. Um, The longer exhales, actually turns on our parasympathetic nervous system. It's the part of our orchestra that calms us down and literally slows our heart rate down. Something else you can try and have fun with is to physically shake it out. Next time you feel like you're caught up in a ickiness or feeling stuck and you're just pissed or sad and you can't get out of it, physically shake out your limbs, your arms, your legs, your hands, your toes, or even your whole body if you're home alone. (laughs) You can also try verbalizing it. Everybody will have different ways that works best for them. Some people is through body movement and expression in that way. Some people is going to be through communicating and vocalizing. So with our voices, we can say out loud or in our mind, 
I no longer want to stay in this frame of mind and suffering and anger. Your ego might try to fight you as you think this, and you might still feel the desire to remain in this space, but just try again. I no longer want to stay in this frame of mind, this energetic space. I am allowing myself to move forward and move on. I choose not to give away my power to anger or sadness. You can, of course, write your own dialogue. I just came up with that just now. Um, write down whatever works for you. Talk to yourself like you're a friend. How would you talk yourself, to, uh, your friend down from a ledge if they were super caught up in human drama and you see them suffering and you know that you can or you want to help them out of it? Write something of your own, whatever it is that you want to hear that can bring you back um, into your most harmonious and joyful space. We can try with this method and make it into a habit. So as soon as we catch ourselves stepping into that seriousness and that stuck mode, pull out this tool. And I believe that over time, the more we practice this, it will become faster and easier with each practice and each time we declare because we are literally rewiring our neuron connections. Sorry, our neural connections. And we're basically making new positive ones. So essentially, let's say if we're used to getting really upset and defensive when something upsets us, our brain has been trained to follow this path, right? It like, okay, you're upset, your brain is lit. The next thing it knows to do is to go that direction of anger, upset, defend, attack, say bad things, etc., etc. What we're doing now by bringing awareness each time something happens, and instead of choosing that same old path, that same old street of feeling crappy and wanting to fight with somebody, we are choosing a new path and a new direction. So now our brain is like, oh, hey, there's another way to do this. So the next time a similar emotion or feeling arises, your brain will know to make that connection. Now we have choices. Instead of just always going down the one street that takes you home, that's not very scenic, you can actually take a new home, a new street home that's beautiful and you can watch the sunset and you can get home faster. Another way that I just saw was imagining two little kids, uh, innocent, beautiful little kids playing dress up on a playground with like paper mache swords. One of them is represents anger and seriousness and the other one is the fool and the delight and the delight is challenging the seriousness to back down make it playful remember that we're trying to get out of seriousness don't fight yourself anymore when especially when you're in a time of distress because it will only create more tension and frustration instead see if we can find a tiny bit of space a little bit of pause and awareness to bring in that playfulness the gentleness because we are all here to guide and to love our inner child and our adult selves. I can think of so, so many more ways to play with this, but I want you to try and come up with your own ways as well. Get creative and have fun. Um, everybody's different, so everything's going to work differently for each of us. But the last one that I want to share is, I think, a very important one. Try to laugh at yourself more. You know, when you fall down in public... <laughs> And it's like the worst thing in the world. The first thing you feel is maybe pain, physical pain. But then the very next second, it's like this wave of shame and embarrassment just starts rolling in like a high tide. And you're checking around to see if anybody saw that you fell. 
Next time you do something silly, like fall down or trip over your own feet or does something silly in public, see if you can just laugh at yourself. Take ourselves less seriously because let's be honest, every single human being has done this at some point. And guess what? It's always way less traumatizing when we can laugh at ourselves instead of trying to hide our shame and embarrassment of what just happened. And if you've ever watched fail videos on YouTube and you were laughing at it, why not try and laugh at ourselves when we do something silly? We want to laugh with the world instead of fighting it with such seriousness. I believe that by tapping into the gift of delight more often, which stems from seriousness, when we can go and shine a light on the seriousness that we have, we find the gift of delight. And I believe that when we can tap into that more often, it will bring so much more joy and flow and harmony into our everyday experiences and into our interactions with the people in our lives. Thank you guys so much for listening. I would really, really appreciate it if you shared this podcast with friends, family, and anyone you think that might enjoy these topics. If you have the time, a positive rating or review helps as well. You can find us on Facebook. We have a very tiny little group right now. I think there's five of us in there on Facebook. It's just passed back to you. And if you're um, an Instagram person, you can find us at paths underscore back to you. P-A-T-H-S underscore back to you. Shoot over an email as well if you have any comments. Um, there's also a blog post for every single show if I make any recommendations. And uh, I will talk to you guys in the next episode.